This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns tomorrow. We look forward to speaking with you today about how the first session of the Ontario legislature has gone uh, through the eyes and ears of the first Green Party MPP in Ontario. I will have a conversation later this half hour with Green Party leader Mike Schreiner. First, though, it looks likely that Toronto City Council will adopt provincial legislation to permit private cannabis stores to operate in the city starting April 1st. But there's a push from Mayor John Tory and some city councillors to implement some sort of mechanism that gives council local control over these stores. The debate is scheduled to take place on Thursday, while councils in both Markham and Richmond Hill are leaning toward opting out of the provincial plan to allow for private cannabis stores. What do you think? Are online sales enough when it comes to buying marijuana? Or would you like to see cannabis sold in actual stores? Has legalized marijuana affected your life in any way, in a negative way or a positive way? We want all the calls, uh, uh, all types of calls on this issue. 416-360-0740 or toll free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us to talk about the issue is Markham Mayor Frank Scarpitti and former dispensary owner Tanya Silumi. Welcome to you both. Thank you, Jane. Mayor Scarpitti, uh, where are you at in the process of opting out? Well, actually, uh, we, we've taken uh, certainly previous positions with the previous provincial government. Uh, I was uh, personally contacted uh, by officials uh, when they were rolling out their first, uh, I believe, 40 stores across the province of Ontario and was asked on a couple of occasions when they were doing that whether we, uh, we'd be open to being one of the first uh, in Ontario. And I said, absolutely, we weren't. And uh, so, you know, uh, under the previous government, while they were courteous, courteous enough to ask, uh, I think uh, under the rules, quite honestly, that they had, I, we probably wouldn't have been able to prevent it ultimately from being set up uh, within our jurisdiction. Uh, so I personally conveyed that. That was backed up by a council resolution. And um, I think as uh, last June, uh, uh, after the provincial election, recognizing a new government was coming in, and we weren't quite sure what the timelines were going to be, we had authorized our clerk to express uh, that we would be opting out if they given the choice. And just as late as yesterday, now under the new rules, because this provincial government wanted to have a resolution from the new councils that were elected across the province in October, and uh, we uh, once again endorsed that we're opting out, and that's going to council uh, meeting tomorrow. So I think we've been consistent in our position and uh, appreciate the fact that this provincial government actually gave municipalities that choice. What have your constituents been saying about the decision to opt out? 
Well, and there's no doubt. I think you can appreciate on, on this issue, there's a broad spectrum of opinion, um, uh, you know, as it relates to all aspects of it. Uh, certainly people have opinions about it being legalized in the first place. And then, you know, as you kind of uh, layer it down, uh, we also in October had to hold a, a special uh, meeting, um, a council meeting that we had to call, and which was an unusual step in the middle of an election. But we also passed a bylaw in the city of Markham that you can't consume uh, cannabis in, in public places. And again, uh, this provincial government chose to open that up. The previous government had said you couldn't either. And then uh, again, this government said you could, although again, credit them for allowing local municipalities to make that choice. I would have preferred it the other way around, that provincial law be more restrictive about where cannabis could be consumed and let municipalities have the choice whether they want it to be more permissive or not. Uh, so on both fronts, both the bylaw that we passed about where it can be consumed and our decision to opt out, while um, you know, I always thought we were conveying the, the feelings of our community prior to making those those decisions, I can tell you since we've overall received very positive comments on on both those decisions. Speaking with Markham Mayor Frank Scarpitti about Markham's decision to opt out of bricks and mortar stores uh, for the sale of cannabis, legalized cannabis, which became legal in this country on October 17th. What I mean, I understand all of the processes you're talking about and how it has worked out in the favor of the city of Markham, the town of Markham. Is the city or the town? Sorry. The city of, that's okay. The, city the, of Markham. The yeah. city of Markham. What are the actual concerns? Is it related to children and neighborhood safety? Well, I think there's, uh, you know, back uh, in the day when it was uh, proposed, again, under the previous provincial government, that they were going to be government stores, even though they were government stores. Uh, there was concern about location. There was concern about external signage, uh, any uh, external marketing. The fact that uh, you know we we don't have control over where you know once a, uh, an area is zoned retail, we wouldn't have any further controls about prohibiting um, a cannabis store within a certain you know uh, distance from a grocery store or anything else. So, in in part, it was uh, having them sort of be a part of any retail uh, plaza in the city of Markham. I'm a concern about that and certainly exposure and uh, where they'd ultimately be located, the external marketing, as I said. Uh, and that was when it was a government-run store. I think there's uh, probably even more concern now because um, I asked our bylaw people if we ever charged the LCBO in violation of one of our local bylaws. And, of course, the answer was no. They adhere to those bylaws. And I'm not saying that uh, the private sector won't, although there, there could be some that, that may not exactly adhere to it. Uh, and so, you know, the fact that we don't have control, the fact that we can't put in additional stipulations and criteria about where a retail store could be located, um, then, you know, given the rules that we've been handed, we've said no. And I find it rather interesting. I, I mean, I good luck to the City of Toronto and their deliberations on Thursday. But how do you say we're opting in? Oh, by the way, though, we want greater control right. of where they're located. It's kind of putting the cart before the horse. I would say, listen, until we have control, we're opting out. Until you give us the, uh, the control that we need to deal with some of the concerns that have been expressed, we're not in this game. Uh, so anyways, I wish them well in their deliberations, and obviously they'll reflect. 
Oh, we've just lost Mayor Scarpitti, or it sounds like we've lost him. Um, he was in the middle of his thought there about uh, the Toronto City Councillors and how they want to implement some sort of mechanism that gives council local control over these stores. But it also looks likely that they're going to adopt the provincial legislation. Uh, it's a good opportunity here while we get Mayor Scarpitti back on the line to go to our other guest. We have uh, Tanya Silumi on the line. She is a former dispensary owner and has quite a bit of experience with selling cannabis. Hi, Tanya. Hi there. So so tell us about your history selling marijuana. You were selling it when it was illegal, yes? Yeah, uh, so I had a dispensary, um, Queens of Cannabis, and it was open um, from November 2014, um, about a year and a half. And then the landlord changed the locks mm-hmm. um, by pressure of the bylaw officers. Um, then in uh, April 20th of 2016, I launched a pop-up shop um, called Bloom High Tea Social Club. Yes. Um, and then I closed on October 17th. As you were supposed to do. Yeah. Okay, so now what's been going on since then? What is the application process like? Does it look likely that you will receive a license? Because not everybody gets one. Yeah, so right now some of the challenges is just um, getting, you know, all the regulations and um, trying to find a space that meets those regulations. Okay, and and what is the city telling you or the province telling you? Have you been given any kind of direction about how this will evolve for April 1st? Um, Yeah, they have a few of the regulations already on their website, uh, but I think they're still releasing some of the regulations. Um, Some of them just have stipulations about how far you can be, um, you know, as far as being away from a school, but they haven't set any regulations on whether or not they're going to cap the amount of dispensaries. All right. We're speaking here with a former dispensary owner, cannabis dispensary owner, as well as Markham Mayor Frank Scarpitti, ahead of the debate on Thursday. Mayor John Tory and the city councillors will be debating whether to opt out or adopt uh, the province's legislation to permit private cannabis stores to operate in the city April 1st. What do you think about this, the Zoomer Radio listener? And, and probably your opinion has shifted somewhat since marijuana was legalized on October 17th. I don't know about you, but I'm not smelling marijuana anywhere. There was a lot of concern ahead of the October 17th legalization that people would be lighting up all over the place in front of schools, on street corners. We would all be breathing in marijuana smoke, whether we wanted to or not. I think there's been, you know, I'm in the city a fair bit. My husband and I do a lot of coming into town for uh, rest restaurants and theater and so on. And on one occasion outside the Argos game, when we walked through the smoking area, primarily cigarette smoke, you, we could smell a little bit of marijuana in the air, but primarily it was a cloud of tobacco smoke. But So has it affected you? Are you as concerned about actual brick and mortar stores as you were before October 17th? Give us a call. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866- 740-4740. Tanya, maybe you could allay some of the concerns that people have ab- about actual uh, cannabis stores. 
Um, so listening to the mayor, I was uh, found it interesting that he was concerned about, um, you know, where they could be near grocery stores. And I find it interesting because there is some, you know, that now have alcohol in them. Right. So I don't see what the big concern is. Okay. And in terms of, are you getting the feeling like how they're actually going to screen who gets a license? I mean, they, they presumably they want to go with people who have a, a solid business model and a reputable um, a marketing strategy ahead of time. Right. So part of the application is that you already have to have a store, um, like a physical location. Right. Um, so that can be a challenge for some people because uh, also the application process, you don't really know how long it's going to take for them to go through applications. So once you have the store, you have to start generating revenue somehow before, you know, you get your application reviewed. Okay, let's go to the phones now. We've got uh, Peter giving us a call here on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Peter, what do you uh, have to add to this conversation? Well, I was listening to Mr. Scarpetti's um, explanation, I noticed he never specified why they're against this. I did um, ask him that, but you're right. He, he And he is on the line with us. Mayor Scarpitti, do you, would you, could you clarify for us why you are concerned, why your constituents are concerned I, I, I with stores? I think in part, uh, you know, and certainly go through it sure, again, but sure. in, in part, uh, municipalities don't have the control of, of where these locations can uh, can set up shop. Uh, as I said, uh, we've never seen, and I'm not sure even the the uh, retailers, the potential retailers have seen, maybe the rules are out now, but we, we've never seen what external signage, what external marketing can they be next to, you know, if you have a, a jungle gym uh, play area uh, uh, type of user in one plaza, can it be set up right next door? Uh, so, you know, just the sort of typical zoning and and criteria about where you want certain uses to be set up we don't have that control and okay. as i said right. i find it interesting that toronto is, seems to indicate they want to opt in and then they're asking for that criteria which i don't know how you get it after you've opted in but in any event uh and then uh, yeah so so certainly general concerns that we've heard expressed uh, by individuals uh, about uh, exposure to that type of use when someone's going out to buy groceries or take kids out for a bite to eat, whatever the case may be. But it, it, it is also that, that lack of control about where they can set up shop. Okay, Peter, do you have a follow-up question for the mayor? Um, just a point I want to make before I go. This whole, um, you know, the whole hullabaloo about legalization, here's what's going to happen. The people who are going to be smoking ganja after legalization were the same ones who were already smoking it before. We did have that conversation in advance, too, and that's what a lot of people suspected, and it would appear to be the case. Yeah, and the people like me, who have no interest in ganja, won't be smoking it afterward. So basically, you're going to have a lot of excitement a couple of months after... Life in Canada just goes right back to normal. That is more or less what we're seeing here in Toronto. I would have to agree with you. Let's go to Alfonso in Toronto. Um, Alfonso, go ahead. I'm an energy healer, and I just want to speak to uh, how critical it is to not smoke marijuana. All right. So as an energy healer, marijuana is actually the worst substance to partake in. You cannot uh, clear out 
marijuana energy from uh, Viora. And I just wanted to speak to that. Okay. Uh, so what are you advocating or what are you suggesting instead of marijuana for those uh, who are smoking it, who, you know, have probably had a lot of experience with it, and that's the reason they continued to use it? Yeah, I mean, it is safe to use for healing as medicinal uses, but just not smoking it. So uh, as long as you're sort of not getting high from marijuana, it's, it's good for you. So the CBD part, not the THC. Correct. Right. Thank you, Alfonso. Thanks Thank for you. calling in. A right. final word now um, from Tanya, our former dispensary owner who is hoping to have a private license for an actual retail store come April 1st. Uh, your thoughts or wrap-up comments? Um, I just think that if municipalities uh, decide to, um, you know, opt out, they're just going to allow an environment for the underground market to continue. You know what, uh, and sorry, I'm going to make a last comment on that, too. Uh, I've heard this argument so many times. It, it just does, And look, Tanya, I, I appreciate you're going to operate within the rules, just like we do, that the provincial government gives you. But this notion that somehow you're going to have legitimate retailers and the underground market is going to go away, I say look at gambling. Gambling's been legalized for many years. If anybody out there thinks the gambling, underground gambling industry has gone away, they need to wake up. Uh, tobacco. Uh, look at the ads that we were hearing. It's interesting, all of a sudden, these ads have disappeared off the airways about the crime associated with underground tobacco. So, look, at you, you will deal with the rules you get dealt with, and I appreciate that. That's what we're doing as municipalities. But if someone says, because we have legitimate retailers in the province of Ontario, if you believe the underground market is going to go away, then maybe you have been smoking too much of something. I don't know what, but uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay, I thank you both for your time. Thank you. Markham Mayor Frank Scarpitti and former (laughs) marijuana dispensary owner Tanya Silumi. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.